Today's episode of the Black Men Think podcast was recorded May 28th, 2020. Uh, we wanted to go on record and say that there were audio glitches during the uh, processing of this recording. However, because the conversation was so timely and important, we decided to air the entire conversation as is. So uh, we do apologize in advance for some of the audio glitches that you will hear. However, we know the importance of our voice and that our voice needed to be heard at this exact moment. Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said, we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. So, I know I usually ask a question right here, but um, how I'm feeling right now, we need answers. Hmm. We legit need answers. No more asking questions. We've been asking questions for too long. Mm. We need answers. Mm. I'll let wow. y'all talk to him. Mm. Wow, JD. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, G. Floyd. My goodness. I mean, R.I.P. Floyd. Mike Brown, Trayvon, Amon. I mean, it's too many. It's too many to name, it's bro. Too many names. Too we many can't names. Even name them all. Tamir Rice, and, and and those the those are only the names that have been televised. Bingo. But how how many? Philando Castile. How many? How many of us have not even seen the the record button on a screen? You know what I'm saying? Or or have gotten national attention. Mm. Because it's 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 countless numbers. Man, we need you answers. Know, this one, this 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 hurts in a lot of ways. And what's interesting is how it's like Groundhog Day. I mean, we're here again. And it right. seems like and it seems like we'll be here again. And it feels like we'll be here again. Mm. But like to your point, mm-hmm. JD, no, nah, we need some answers. And we I think answers. we need we we got we gotta we gotta there there's something there's something different that we gotta be expecting and demanding at this point. We gotta come at this one different. Um I mean That's that's the key word. That's the key word what you just said though, demanding. Yeah, no, nah, there's nothing that's, less that's a key word. There's nothing less in this moment. We demand it. This 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 is where we demand. We demand Absolutely. Something, and I would actually say we demand everything at this point. There, mm. there is no idea. There is no, there is no idea of us talking about some. Well, you know, let's ask questions and let's get the facts. Nah. What we know in this unfortunate instance with Brother Floyd is that a white cop had his whole. Like I mean, we're focusing on the fact that he was the weight that of he was, his I, whole I was just body. about to say that, like the whole entire body, the whole gravitational pull of your, the upper aspect of the body into a man's neck on the concrete. Yo, if that's not a picture, bro, 
if that's not a picture of like our very existence and history in this country, that's the picture. I mean, yeah, that's the war cry. That's the war cry, though, Marlon. That's exactly the point. That's the war cry. Like, if if you can't see that photo and that video, and first off, like, shed a tear or tremble, mm. tremble a little bit, or get that little like tears, that little man. that little like too many that little like scratch in your throat because you're trying to hold back some emotions. Or that little bit of like where your heart start racing a little bit, where you get where you where you know you get intense and you know you're getting angry. If something doesn't move in you with that, yeah, something's really, really, really wrong with you. But that's the point. That's that's a, that's America in a nutshell on so many levels. And I think this is where we demand some answers. And what that answer should be is, all right, you know what? Black folks, enough is enough. Something's got to give. We have to figure something out here. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, because like, obviously we're going to go in a lot of different directions with this conversation. Um, but this one hurts. But you know, it's interesting. Like the uh, University of Minnesota um, immediately said that they will discontinue their relationship with the Minneapolis Police Department. And I was actually really, really taken aback by that, actually, because like JD, I think that gets to what you're saying. Like, that's an answer. That's that was that was that was swift. I mean, like, I I could not believe it when Crystal showed me that my wife was listening, showed me that. And that's like, what, two, three days after or however long in a very swift manner that they like they didn't need no inconclusive and like, oh, let's factor it in. And then like, oh, let's find out all the truth and all this other they were like, nope, we saw that video. Nah, we that we don't rock with that. So therefore, we will we yeah, will not have a relationship with the Minneapolis Police Department. I mean, that's an answer, right? Like there. It's 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 um it's heartbreaking. It's damn near depressing, honestly, man. Because you you feel you you feel so helpless in a situation like that. Because for one, I mean, at the end of the day. A, a, another life has been lost and there's technically nothing that you can do about that life that was lost. Like that life is, is gone. Right. And once you, once the details start rolling out, like you, you see video footage of this man, not resisting arrest at all, at all. And, and, bro, and you the, know what? The, the check, it was all over a check. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not trying to presuppose that y'all know it, but it was over a check. The clerk at the store literally said that he thought it was a faulty check. Suspicion of a faulty check. Which is not a, that's a nonviolent crime, number one, right? So with a nonviolent crime, but but forget about the false acquisition, all of that stuff, right? Because it's a nonviolent offense. So you show up as a police officer when you get a call for a man that is attempting to to fraud, you know, attempted fraud, I guess would be the, I, I'm not a police officer, I'm not in the, the court of law, but I'm saying here is attempt a, a fraud of some of some forgery. So you show up, and I don't know if y'all people like I really watched the video, yeah. right? The video was from a, a, a Chinese restaurant. It was their video camera. 
So I'm looking at the video. And the thing that really pissed me off about the video, it wasn't that he was not resisting. It was the fact that they passed a whole police car just to walk this man across the street to somewhere else. Like, I have him in handcuffs. He's not resisting. He's actually sitting down. And there's a police vehicle right in front of you. Why you just can't see him in the car at that point? Mm. I don't nah. understand that. You can't justify to me that there is a police vehicle right there. I mean, that's you the problem. You bypass that police like, this, vehicle. This is the problem. That don't that's make the, sense. That's the problem, that don't man. Make sense the, to the, me, bro. the whole failure of community policing. This is this is the idea of people who put on their law enforcement garb and use it for purposes other than what it's meant to be for. I mean, like, do y'all realize right. that at the end of the day, like, cops are supposed to be technically peace officers? Correct. Absolutely. And and first responders, by the way. <laughs> so so listen, so when you got it, so when you have a man that is laying on the ground, whether or not you have him in handcuffs or not, your role is a first responder, which should change every ounce of your current strategy. Yeah, the whole which your current strategy is your your whole orientation should shift when you realize that this gentleman on the ground cannot breathe. You understand? Like you're a first responder. I mean, he was so restrained. Part of your role. He was restrained, Mo. That's the thing, man. He was res- yep. he was literally restrained. That's what I'm at, this, talking about, at this point, that there was literally nothing. He posed he no do. threat. He was he was already. I mean, if, if you want to take it there, like if if there are those who want to take it there, he was already subdued. So like, let's let's entertain some of that nonsense out here that some of these folks is out here talking about. He wasn't a threat. He wasn't resisting. He was already handcuffed. He was on the ground. He was subdued. And there were literally four cops within a foot of each other in one man. Right. So I don't know. So so there was a cohort of people offering injustice to another black man. And this cohort was in blue uniforms that are meant to protect and serve. You know, I mean, I'm just going to say it like this, guys. Like, I, I stand with John Boyega. <laughs> yeah. You know, because... Yeah, and, shout out to the homie, man. John Boyega, you went in hard, homie. We respect that. He went in hard. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm not going to repeat what he said, but I stand with everything he said. You know, because to be honest with you, bro, we're at a point, and and you can feel it. Like this is different. Like this this is, I don't know. I mean, I know it's. Listen, and I'm not going to. It, I'm it not ain't different, Mo. Mo, I'm sorry. It ain't different. It ain't different. No, let, bro. Let, it's let, the let, same. Me, let me tell you though. Let me let me Go let ahead. me finish though. It's it's the reason I say it's different is not because I feel like this is any greater or any different from any situation that we've seen, whether the cameras have been on or are off. I'm saying that I believe our community has hit a point where we are fed up. We're tired. I'm and I'm, and I can speak, I can speak on that because I'm speaking from where I'm at, bro. Hmm. I'm tired and I'm not tired. Like, like I'm ready to, you know, throw in the towel tired. Like I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Tired. I'm tired. Like, 
Like, nah, what's what's up? Like, yeah, what y'all want to do? Tired, you know? And and I take myself to be somewhat of a peaceful guy. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak for everybody. And the reality is communities of people that look like us and those of us who empathize with us are done. We're done. And I believe the response is going to be a lot different than maybe anything that we've seen in our time. Other than the only thing I can think of is Rodney King, bro. You know, that's remotely close to what I believe we're probably going to see from this and some of the other stuff is going to come out. It's political season. There are tons of there's tons of footage that's going to arise uh, because the media will eat this alive um, for for tons of reasons. We all know that we're all aware of that. But the fact of the matter is there was a, a man, a black man on the ground with a weighted body on his neck until he could not breathe anymore. There has to be a very intensely aggressive response to that because that's the only way they're going to hear us. I don't know. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile, well, meanwhile, the black police officer, I think he was actually he was either Somalian or of Somalian descent who killed um, was charged with the murder of the uh, white woman in Minneapolis. I think just last year got twelve and a half years. So Hmm. and it was. And there's, and then, you know, like following that, there's still a lot of inconclusive, you know, uncertain, you know, kind of without a shadow of a doubt type of situation in that. And still he got 12 and a half years. And I'm not, I'm not weighing in on either side. I'm just saying a cop got 12 and a half years, a, a Somali, a black African cop got 12 and a half years for killing a white woman. And the Minneapolis Police Department is trying to like, I mean, they trying to pull, and they can't. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the statements today. Like, they just they don't have nothing. <laughs> like, they don't they don't really have anything on this one, and this is ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, furthermore, the stuff about the cop himself. I mean, it just there's no. I mean, he's a bigot. He's a racist. He's had oh, multiple yeah, oh. infractions, complaints has has killed unarmed blacks and Latinos already. Like this is this is a part of his like repertoire of how he goes about his day to day and in his duty. And this is and this is where you have to question on so many levels the process um for approving people to be law enforcement officers, but also the ongoing process that should be happening for um reviewing you know who these people are because uh, you know it, there's not enough attention being paid to the people that have badges on them you know and and, and this is listen we're not going to sit on here on this podcast and say that you know f all cops and all this kind of stuff no we know there are some some very genuinely um you know cops walking around with integrity and 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 doing their jobs with integrity that is the reality. That's but, the truth. But Mo, they let they they being outshine right now, and that's the part. Absolutely, we gonna need y'all to step it up. We gonna need y'all to step it up because all this blue lives matter and y'all standing together in solidarity in the yeah, midst nah, of this. Like that. It, your, your silence is right your silence is deafening. Because when the homie is putting a whole neck on a black man and kills him, I don't hear no union out here. No None. union out here. Y'all real quiet right now. Y'all are real quiet right now. Yeah, bro. 
So here's the thing. Here's it the don't thing, make though. Sense. ML, I mean, Malcolm X. I'm tripping. Malcolm X said, "You're not to be so blind with patriotism that you cannot face reality. Wrong is wrong, and no matter who does it or says it." I mean, he said a lot of other things. I ain't gonna go there right now, but like, nah. Right, I mean, right, I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean come on. on it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, come on, come on now. Like, that that's the answer, JD. Saw, that's that, um, that that is that is an answer. That's an answer. That I need for answer. I need for y'all and to I, actually say, you know, we we don't condone that behavior. We condemn it actually. And any one of our right. force that does that, and like, if that's what you're about, nah, we're not we're not rocking with you. We're not really. We're not. We're, that's not what we're about. You know, I, I, I sit back and think about it, right? Because I know that people hear this, and the the irresponsible response is people think that it oh, it's it's police versus black people, right? And and I do want to make something very clear. I've had family members be police officers. I've had friends be police officers. It's not police officer as a blanket statement because I tell you right now, if somebody breaking my house, I'm calling the police. If, if I get in the accident, I'm calling the police, right? The police are there to protect and serve, and so they have a purpose here. But the problem is you have police officers who just don't know how to act. They try to take advantage of the badge and try to act like they are an end-all, be-all, like judge executioner. It don't work like that, bro. Like, you have to use, and I get it. If you know, if you have a conversation with a police officer, one of the first things they'll say is, "Man, you don't know what it feels like to be on the line and don't know how your life is going to end out at the end of the day." Right? Well, I then don't that. be a police officer. Then. Because don't be a police officer. Look, I'm just going to keep it funky with and, you, JD. And, that exactly. like, look, no, no, I, you're I, right. I salute. You're right. My father was in the Navy. My grandfather was in the, uh, the 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 Army. My other grandfather was in the Navy. Like. Family members have been in, uh, in the line of duty. I got an aunt that just retired. I got a cousin, cousin that just retired from the military and, uh, you know, folks in law enforcement also. That's a special calling. If you're called to do that, like if that is what you feel your obligation and duty to this, to these United States and to this democracy, then understand that that comes with that weight too. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. You're running toward the 100%. fire. And if you run toward the fire, you know what, actually? You can get burned. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I think I do feel that um, one thing that has to be done across the board, and while I know we've talked about this and they still have yet to do this, I think that there needs to be a policy in place that anyone that wants to be a police officer has to at least do two to three years in their community when they first start. Oh, yeah. Meaning that. If you don't Absolutely. live in that neighborhood, you can't be a police officer in, in this zone. You got to at least be in the neighborhood, live in that zone. Just like, you know how what they say with politicians, like yeah. when, a, when a person is running for a certain district and they don't live in that district, all hell breaks loose. Oh, like, how are you going to run for this district? You don't even live here. It needs mm-hmm. to be the same thing for police officers. I'll take if it a you step don't further, live Danny. in that district, what's up? I'll take it a step further. I don't. I think it's not enough to just live there. I think you need to serve in your community. Yeah, man. Volunteer like, I think hours. You, you got to put think, in work. I mm-hmm. think. I think. I think there should literally be criteria for that person. It necessarily, even if it's not at the at the top of their, the start of their career, you know. But there should be a requirement for any law enforcement officer to serve in the community that they're stationed in, that they live in, whatever that looks like. 
because if they don't know the culture, the people, if they don't have an appreciation for that, they're not going to be able to serve those people the right way. Right. Period. 100%. You know, you're always going to look at them as, you know, not always, but I'm just saying like, you you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for you to misread the people that are around you. If you're looking at them through the lens of a blue badge and not as people. Mo, you talking about you know culture? You talking about cultural competency, man? We get it. From, Absolutely, we get it from culture. We get it from exposure. And to your point, if if you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of like the the, the the there's always like some comedy around in movies uh, or TV shows when that white person for the first time goes to like a black Baptist church and they seeing people like Hallelujah, you know, praise the Lord and all that, and yeah. getting the spirit and how there's always this like what is going on and they kind of feel like. Hey, but that's just how it go down in our church. <laughs> so, yeah, right. but you, but you wouldn't know that if you've never been in that church. Mm, so right. it's like that same situation. You won't know what those serious, those moments are because like in that situation, I could tell you that it could have been one of them situations where it's like, oh yeah, that's just the homie Floyd, man. You know, he just be round away. He may, he may, yep. try from, he may from time to time try to pass a bad chick, but I pull up on him and be like, well, what you doing? Come on, man. And he'd be like, all right, I get you. I get you. <laughs> and you're done with the situation. It's you see what I'm saying? With. And over with. You yep. see what I'm saying? Like, we all know those people in our community that we grew up in where it was like that. Like, we were talking about on some of our episodes about, like, the black barbershop. Like I remember literally mm-hmm. the, the the people that used to come in and sell all the goods, all the shoes, all the jeans, all the DVDs, all mm-hmm. the what's the name? And we didn't ask no questions. We knew what time it was. No. And for all of our listeners, I know what you right. know, I know you know what I mean when I say this. But we didn't question it because we knew where it was coming from. But if you in there right. in the first time you see somebody coming up in there and they got like Dawn Soap, Tide, you know. DVDs, the newest Jordans, all this. You're like, what? What <laughs> right. is going on up in here? Like, is this like, you know? Nah, this is just how it goes down. That's what you're talking about, Mo. And that's spot on. That's spot on. You got to know yeah, the community man. that you're policing. And honestly, you like, you, like, and straight up right now, like, I, I, I'm just be funky with y'all. Like, I don't want to hear none of that patriotism talk. Like, I don't want to hear. Oh no, I, yeah, you know, yes, I, I don't want to hear it. Like, at the end of the day, we are being oppressed as clear as day in the face of everyone in America. Like, clear as day. Don't look me in my eye and tell me how I'm supposed to feel. Because you don't know. You, 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 you don't wear the skin every day. You don't walk around with the weight um, of anybody in, with this skin. You, you don't know. So don't tell me what I'm supposed to feel and tell me how I sh- can possibly think about it or or what, you know, what, that part. another way to think about it. Don't, that don't part. even don't even tell don't even tell my people how they're supposed to respond when they're out there um, protesting and when they're faced with certain responses from police forces that turn protest into riots. I mean, you know, and, and, and I'm not here saying whether or not I, I agree or disagree with those moments, but I am here saying that. That is the response you get because you didn't hear us when we were trying to say it peacefully. Oh, I mean, you know what I'm saying that that part right there, bro. I mean, you have you seen have you seen I mean, have you seen the photo of? I mean, obviously there's a photo of this cop uh, that that was kneeling on this uh, this uh, this this man's neck, uh, 
And then there was the Colin Kaepernick kneeling, and we can go in on that all day. That's too obvious, obviously. But, like, have you seen the photo of, as we are in COVID right now, and remember a couple weeks ago, there were the, air quote, armed patriots who stormed yeah. oh, the uh, capital house cl- of Michigan. Very close to where, to where George armed, was killed, by the way. AR-15, yep. AR-15s and, 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 and machine guns. Stormed the spitting the, in the face of cops, literally spitting in the face of cops. Got the straps, and the cops were standing down and 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 stagnant, docile actually. Did, and, did then, you see any cops and then just pull, pull ju- and then juxtaposed with, Minneapolis with tear gas, rubber bullets, yep, absolutely. and mace. And absolutely. I do want to I do want to bring up this point too. Uh, just to give some some more context to the conversation, I don't know if any of y'all visited Minneapolis before, but it I, has a very huge uh, Somalian and Ethiopian big, community. Big, like, it's like it's it's huge, bro. Like it's, it uh, is, DC, DC, and Minneapolis have two of the biggest Ethiopian um, and uh, East African populations in, in 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 the world, actually, outside of the their respective yeah. countries. And and I mean. The, the culture there, like, it's... only reason why I bring this up is because you you know where you're at, right? Like, I have no doubt in my mind that these cops walked into that situation ready to cause trouble. It wasn't a, Absolutely. let me, let me, um, let me calm the situation down. It was walking in with ego trying to be the man in a situation that didn't require you to be the man. And it's one of those things where, man, like, bro, it is so disheartening and it's so easy to get emotional and upset because you know that this stuff is not happening by accident anymore. We can't, we can't justify and say that, oh, it was an accident, bro. Like, you just can't, you can't trigger that in my mind and make me even like slightly think that this was an accidental death. And the reason yeah, the goal why, was intimidation. Oh yeah. The goal, no, that, the goal was yeah. intimidation, bro. 100% it was that, intimidation. They up. That's, was, that's Gestapo, bro. That like, that's what that is. That's Gestapo. That's not peace officers. That's yeah. that. Those are, those are, those are, those are armed forces. That's to, that's to suppress. Just, <laughs> like that's what that is. Like that's to instill fear. It's disrespectful, bro. It's, it's disrespectful. To, to black people as a whole. And, and I'm going to take it there because these police officers know what they're doing. And I think, I think the root of a lot of it is fear. Like, I think that they are scared of us and we are scared of them, rightfully so. Hey, We've if it's hot in the kitchen, if it's hot in the kitchen, get out. If it's hot in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't trying to, I, look, JD, I hear you, brother. And I agree, but nah. And and only and only because my mama listened to this, I'm not gonna say what you know I would normally say to y'all offline. <laughs> like, but <laughs> nah, that. <laughs> um, if it's hot, get no, out I the kitchen. I feel that, bro. I don't. I don't want you. If, and I, I know. I don't no, want no, you. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just I'm, trying to make sure that yeah. these viewers know, viewers know what time it is. Like, if it's hot, get no, out no, the no, kitchen, 100%. man. Like, one hundred percent. Take 100%. that badge I, I get off. that. Take that uniform yeah. off. If you're not about that action. To where, like, that could be what you get if you go in in that line of duty. Because what I'm saying is, no. is there's so many assumptions. I mean, yo, like, bro, I'm about to take it there, man. Look, what four, what four and a half years ago, 
Crystal and I are, uh, I get off work early, come home. She's finished work. We're like, oh, you know, we're hungry. Let's go grab something to eat. We're here in D.C., uh, in Maryland, actually, at the time, Hyattsville. And we go over to this spot uh, over in this kind of like little historical district next to University of Maryland College Park. And, you know, it's got some little cottage homes, you know, like old school homes and whatnot, whatever. Mind you, this is College Park, UMD. This is like quintessentially like an Athens or like an Auburn or, you know, these college towns where there's just all types of young people all over the place. Some in houses. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, Georgia Tech, Georgia State. This is like all that. I pull up, we eat, do the thing, whoop, whoop, get in the car and then drive away. Stop at a stop sign, look down the street. I see a cop posted. Don't think nothing of it. But I think something of it. So y'all get what I'm saying just by making that statement. Pull off. Right. Vroom, Lights go on. Knew what time it was. I told Crystal, I was like, yo, all right, be calm. Let's just see how this plays out. Two officers, one uh, Latino uh, officer and one white officer. The Latino officer on the driver's side, my side, and the white officer on the passenger side. Mind you, they've seen me. I don't have tents on my SUV. Y'all know what my SUV looks like. It's white. It's, you know, whatever. They have their hands on their guns getting out the car, literally. And I told Crystal, as I'm looking in our side view mirrors, I was like, do not make a move. Don't look really quickly. Don't move. Don't twitch your body any kind of way. Look at what they got That's going sad, on. And she looks and she's like, oh my God, they have their hands on their guns. And I was like, yes, just keep calm. We're going to be cool. Cop pulls up. Oh, where are you coming from? Uh, officer, is there a problem? Because I'm, you know, you don't just assume the premise. Like, like you don't just stop me to ask me where I'm coming from. And I'm like, uh, you know, is there something going on? Like, what's what's the problem? Oh, where are you coming from? And I said, once again, is there what's... Oh, yeah, you you rolled through that stop sign back there. License and registration. And I said, you're pulling me over because I rolled... Because you perceive that I rolled through a, a, a stop sign here. You know, what what's going on? Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, just license and registration, please. And I was like, why do you all have your hands on your gun? And they got so right. defensive, so defensive. Right. Meanwhile, the other cop is still on, on Crystal's side. Like, he didn't go all the way up to the door. He went up to the, like, back uh, uh, passenger, rear passenger side behind her just in case he had to, like, make a move, which was very indicative of the posture that they had going into the situation. We talking about y'all came in at 10. Y'all came in at 10. Meanwhile, how... How many videos have we seen of cops responses to extremely dangerous life, literally life threatening situations from with where white people are the ones that are. Bro, they stopped and got Dylan Roof food. They gave this mother. Man, man, look, hey, bro, listen, all listen, listen, if you white, hear me. This is what I need you to do right now. I need your voice. If you if you're listening to any of this and if you believe because you have to look yourself in the mirror to say this kind of stuff, you either believe right is right and wrong is wrong or you're a liar. Period. Right. So if you believe that right is right, what I need you to do is to open your lips and speak about the things that you know are wrong as it regards to how people that look like you treat people that look like us 
be bold with it. Don't talk to us about it, by the way. Yeah. We don't need to hear that. No, we don't we need see it every day. We don't need that. No, go talk go talk to people that look like you. No, go talk to your mom right. and your daddies, your uncles. Go talk to your go talk to your go talk to your uncle that is the police officer. I need for him to get that energy. Mm. I need for him to be uncomfortable. I need for you all to make your white counterparts uncomfortable with racism and bigotry. Let me let me add a layer to it. All right? Because shout out to Denzel Washington. Um, there's a recent video that came out where he literally stopped his car, got out of a vehicle to put himself in the middle of a situation where a homeless black man who was acting somewhat irate, as many homeless people do, you know, depending on where their mental state is, um, he was being approached by two or three police officers. And obviously the situation appeared that it could get, you know, a little rough. He put himself in the middle of the cops and the black man who was homeless to defuse the situation, to ensure that this black guy, even if he left in handcuffs, was going to leave with his life. If you white, I need you to use your privilege to do that. Because guess what? There's nothing for you to be afraid of when a police officer walks up. There's nothing for you to be afraid of Damn when you straight, get out of man. your car and you get in the middle of a, of a very heightened situation. You know why? I don't think y'all heard because what you he just said. Around. Repeat that, Mo. Repeat that, bro. You don't, I don't think they heard that. There's nothing for you to be afraid of because your skin color does not look like mine. So you, if you are a person out there, if you claim that you are, are a stand-up person, you know, obviously, you know, that you have no not a race, racist bone in your body, you know, whatever that narrative is for you. At the end of the day, if you believe truth is truth, right is right, and wrong is wrong, then use your privilege to help us. Put yourself in the middle of situations that you probably often see where you are not the victim and diffuse the situation for us on our behalf. Regardless, if we do something wrong, put yourself in the situation to make sure we get to at least make it back to see our family that day. Because right. that's, that's America right now. Because it's the reality that when I leave the house and I'm driving down the street, I honestly have to think about the fact of what if I get pulled over? How am I going to, like Chris just said, how am I going to have to position myself so that guns don't come out hot blazing? That's not your reality. So what are you going to do with it? That there is a pause there for a reason. Because you really need to think about that. Like, really. There is, there's, bro, there's so many frustrations, emotions, all of that, man. But the real is, just like Mo just said, you got to think about that. The things that we have to deal with, and, and truth be told, some of these things as black men, we we haven't even been able to properly translate that to our wives and our spouses and our girlfriends or whatever. Because that's something that you, it's just being a black man in America, bro, is it, something that's so difficult to explain. Think about it. In the past, what, two months, we can't jog. We can't cash a check. Rest in peace, Ahmad Arbery. Do you see what I'm saying? And while these things might, you know, you can find you can find all the things that you want to. Like people can paint a narrative and find the things that they want to. Strip it down to the core. The two actions 
that cause craziness, murder in this world was running and trying to cash a check. Think no, no. about that. Jogging. Not even running. Because I don't want to, I don't want to paint the picture that he was running from anybody. Right. Jogging. Jogging. Exercising. Exercise. And cashing a check. Now, just think about that. Those two things, right? Really think about that. Those two things. Put yourself in the position of jogging and going to cash a check. And think about, have you ever had to deal with anything while jogging and trying to cash a check? Think about that. And then once you think about that, think about the other things that have happened that we haven't even touched on. It's just like there's a responsibility that white people, you might not be ready to have, but you got to have it. And we could talk about the responsibility of black people as well, but as white people, y'all got to do it. Y'all got to do it because, man, the best way that I can sum this up, right? We're looking at the looting. We're looking at all of the disruption that's happening right now in Minneapolis. And while some of it, like I said, I, I, I can't be on either side of right or wrong or what's happening. But I will say this. Just like the great comedian Chris Rock said, I understand, fam. I can't tell you if it's right or wrong, but I understand. Some way, somehow, attention has to be, we have to get your attention. And if this is the way we get your attention, then it's time for you to wake up. Everyone's telling us to wake up. It's time for y'all to wake up. Wake up and look. Like, bro, how many of y'all been on a Zoom meeting this week and ain't no, and, and people are just happy-go-lucky like ain't nothing happened this week? Yep. And this, this is for Chris and, and Mo, right? How many of y'all been on meetings this week with white people and everything is just like ain't nothing happened this week? Absolutely. Because it's a normal day in their life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you see yeah. what I'm saying, man. Like that's a problem, bro. Yeah, I can say, and I know I, we at work. That, that definitely is a heavy toll, man. Um, <clears throat> y'all, you know, y'all know I'm in a new employment situation right now, and I can say that I had a number of people go out of their way to make very heartfelt, uncomfortable conversations for themselves to impart upon me that they are an ally and that they get it in terms of that they don't get it and that whatever way that I'm going to process this or a way, you know, I, I will respond or have, you know, obviously, you know, within the, the professional standpoint, they're here for whatever it is and support it. And yeah, that's also, that's, that's the part though, because I said it, I said it, I said it actually, um, in a, in a post at work, I said, until we can, and Mo, I think you said this, JD, one of you guys, until you look yourself in a mirror and have that deep conversation with yourself and then go outside and literally every person that you see, see yourself in that person as a human, mm. that's, that's when we get, that's when we get those answers. I don't kneel on the neck of That's another human being. That's where real progression can be made, bro. Yeah, bro. Like I don't kneel on the neck of a, another human because I know if my if if I had someone's knee on my neck, what that would feel like, and that would kill me. Like you won't do that when you think that way. 
I don't pull up ready oh. to draw the gun because like if someone pulls right. up with me ready to draw the gun, what that's like. I just don't think right. we see ourselves enough in each other. That apart, don't, man, we don't. That's real. Don't. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to. Um, it was a video that that um, Brian posted, I think, um, earlier. I believe it was Brian. If it wasn't uh, one, of, it was in our group chat of the guy. I, I want to make sure I get his name correct. Uh, Donald Williams. He witnessed uh, George uh, Floyd's arrest, right, and murder. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to point out that this brother is someone who is um, he's trained in UFC and MMA fighting. He, he, he is he is trained to do damage mm-hmm. right that let's just call it what it is and the, the the amount of restraint that this brother had to to uh possess when witnessing someone that was in dire need of help mm-hmm. right why can't police officers white police officers show that same restraint mm-hmm. this is a guy who's trained to do and we we've all seen MMA fights, UFC fights. We know the damage that's, that's done in that ring. Uh-huh. This is someone who, who was there who could do it with no problem. Mm-hmm. Think about that. And he showed restraint. Why can't a police officer show that same type of restraint? Just ask yourself. That. And if you're a police officer and you're listening to this episode, we want to hear from you. This is a two-way conversation, bro. Like The only Absolutely. way that we get real progression, we have to have hey. these conversations. And and if you're a police officer and you believe in doing things the right the right way, then your voice should be the loudest that we hear right now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you should be sh- mm-hmm. you should be setting the record straight, not just for for anybody else that's listening, but it, within your own precinct. Within your own, you should be making that, sure your that you, that your colleagues, mm-hmm. with your own ranks, you should make sure that your colleagues are all on the same page right now. There should be some serious discussions happening within police precincts right now to ensure that the purpose and reason why you are there, the purpose and reason why you exist is exactly what you took an oath to and nothing more. Right. And, and let me say this, if you are a cop, if you have, if you walk around with a badge on and a gun on your hip, and if you are not willing to step in and stop one of your fellow police officers from making the mistake, then you're just as guilty. Yo, and that's the beauty. That's the beauty, Mo. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm not going to belabor that point, but thankfully all four of those cops got fired in Minneapolis because under the last situation that happened in Minneapolis, what activists um, were able to press and lobby to get that, like basically a a passive, a passive, um, like a law basically where if cops are present and they don't act, yeah. Like if they don't if they don't interject, then they are also culpable. Absolutely, mm-hmm. as they should be. Any one of those cops could have stopped that. Any Anybody. one of them, bro. Actually, all three of the others should have. Not stand by and allow it. They they easily could have just said like, "Hey, bro, chill," <laughs> or like, "Hold up, one second, let's pick them up." They could have did it very subtle, where they're not showing off the cop if that was a if that was a concern. Hey, um, hey, let them up real quick. Let's put them in the car. Those simple words. Because the guy is not, it, it, I want to point out that the guy is, 
not only handcuffed, he's pinned down to the ground. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? There's not one, not two, not three. There's four cops within a foot of this man that is handcuffed and pinned down to the ground. Where is he going to go? You can't justify that, bro. That's murder. You can't yeah, no. justify it. We speak plain on this show. That was murder. Ain't no gray area. You, ain't no gray area, bro. You can't you can't justify that. It doesn't make sense. And the reason why it doesn't make sense because it's wrong. You can't justify wrong, bro. I'm sorry. It's it's just there. Anybody can see it. And it's gonna take a huge responsibility. Yes, those cops were fired. I get that. But now there's there needs to be a, a indictment and charge this guy with murder. That's what's left. And that has not happened as of this recording. It has not happened. When the mayor comes out and says that you need to be arrested, bruh, and he ain't have to say nothing, that speaks volumes. They got to do the right thing, man. They got to yeah, do the man. right thing, bro. They got to do the right thing. Listen, America, we're tired. We're fed up. We're angry. We have a right to be. Don't question that. Question how we make it better. Don't try to correct our emotions right now. Don't cry. Don't try to correct people who are who are protesting. Don't try to correct the people that are rioting. They're upset. How do we correct the problem? Answers. Because what I will tell you what is, what are the answers? Just like boil, but like a pot. It'll boil, it'll boil, and it looks like nothing's happening, but eventually it'll spill over. Listen, man, I want to, I want to, in our, I want to cap off our conversation with a quote from Langston Hughes. It says, "Negroes, sweet and docile, meek, humble, and kind, beware the day they change their mind." That's it, man. I don't have no black thoughts for tonight. The white thought is talk to your counterparts. Talk to your counterparts and hold them accountable. The Black Black Men Men Think Think Podcast. Podcast.